What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and today we're taking another step in the ultimate guide to fat loss. So we're going to be talking about calories, which is besides adherence and uh, sustainability, is the foundation of the pyramid for all this. So, um, all right. So the next step in the ultimate guide to fat loss, as I talked about in the intro, is calories. So when it comes to any sort of weight change, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, weight maintenance, energy balance is the key. And all that means is we take in a certain amount of energy, so calories. Calories and energy, it's, calories are a unit of energy. Um, so we take in a certain amount of energy via calories from food. We also expend um, a certain amount of calories through a number of different factors. I'm not going to go too deep into different factors right now. Um, I'll discuss that later in the series. Um, also, if you want a little bit more information on that, I did record a podcast on like how we burn calories. I believe it's a couple weeks back, so if you go and look for that, you should be able to find it. But the main takeaway is we take in calories via food. We expend calories via a number of different factors like exercise, non-exercise activity, thermic effect of food and your basal metabolic rate. So you expend calories, you, burn, you take in calories. The key to fat loss is making sure that we're in energy deficit or calorie deficit. What that means is that we're taking in less calories than we're burning. So if your maintenance or if your, your um, total daily energy expenditure is 3,000 calories, you want to be taking in less than that to make sure you're burning fat. And... In most cases, unless you're an absolute beginner or you're really like untrained, like if you've been in the gym, but you took like a year or two off and you're now just getting back into it, you got, you like kind of let yourself go. Unless it's one of those two cases, uh, for the most part, it's very difficult to lose fat in a caloric surplus. It's not impossible. People can do it, but it's a much slower process if it is possible, if it is even possible for you. And it's just not tends to not be worth your time. If your sole goal is fat loss right now, then you want to make sure that you're in a calorie deficit. And of course, this is assuming that we've gone through the diet before the diet process. So that's why I really encourage you to go listen to the first two episodes before getting into this stuff. Because we need to make sure you're even in a place to cut calories. Because a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are eating way too few calories and we actually need to rebuild their metabolism. So if you haven't already listened to episode two, or uh, part two of the ultimate guide to fat loss, the diet before the diet, make sure you have that in order before we get into this. It's not a long episode either, so you won't have to wait too long. It's like 15, 20 minutes, don't worry. And it'll save you a lot of time and frustration down the line. So assuming you have all that in check, what we got to do now is make sure that you're in a calorie deficit. Besides adherence, calories um, are the foundation of the pyramid when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to muscle gain or any sort of body composition change, honestly. So assuming that we're, we're following something that you could stick to, and I'll teach you more about flexibility later in the series um, once we get past the, like, the basics of this stuff. But besides that, calories is the foundation. Calories are the foundation. Is, are, not sure how you should say that. My grammar isn't the best, clearly. But it's the foundation for fat loss. And all we got to do is make sure that you're in a um, – a calorie deficit so that way you're you're taking in less energy than you're burning so that way your body has to resort to burning energy that is stored um, that's stored in your body which is body fat so we want your body to be burning body fat 
And the key to do that, again, is to get into a calorie deficit. I'm going to repeat this over and over and over again because it's super, super important and such a simple truth, yet so many people want to overlook it and be like, oh, it's my hormones. Oh, it's my gut health. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. That stuff impacts calories. If you like certain hormones, like thyroid hormone, um, impacts your metabolic rate. So yeah, it's your hormones, but if you look at the root of it, it's calories because it's affecting your metabolism, your metabolic rate. It's affecting how many calories you burn. So it all comes back to calories in some way, shape, or form. Those other things are important, and we got to take them into consideration. But before jumping to conclusions about, oh, my, my thyroid is messed up, or oh, this is messed up, or oh, my, my hormones are off, um, let's look at the simplest stuff first. Let's get through the simplest stuff first, and if for whatever reason, it's not working for you, then okay, look and be like, okay, are there some hormonal things going on? But really for most people, you just got to look at calories and make sure that you're in a calorie deficit. So how many calories should you cut from maintenance? So let's go back to a 3000 calorie individual. How many calories should they actually be going below maintenance? As always, it depends. And there's a number of factors that it depends on. With that being said, typically, um, if you've never done something like this before, if you've never tracked calories before, if you've never taken yourself into a calorie deficit before, I like to recommend starting slow. So as little as a 5% deficit can be doable, can be sufficient to get the job done. And it really depends, but the reason why I'd rather you start slow than be like, okay, my 3,000 calories, let me go down to, let me go down to 2,000 and... Uh, see what happens. Because yeah, dude, if you go down, if you go down to 2000 calories from 3000, you're gonna lose weight. Like no doubt about that. But let me ask you this, what happens when you plateau? Because eventually a plateau is going to happen. What happens then? Are you going to go lower? Are you going to go down to 1800? Okay, cool. Let's see you do. You see a little bit, a little bit more weight loss, and then you plateau. What now? You're going to go down to 1600, 1400? It's not doable. It's not sustainable long term. And this is more of the crash diet approach to create a crazy calorie deficit, lose a ton of weight, feel so restricted that you need to binge, and then you end up gaining it all back. So that's one of the reasons. And another reason kind of tied into that is like there's only so low that we can go. Like literally, even if you can adhere to it, there's only so low that we can go. So why not cut a smaller amount of calories, get you losing fat? And then, like, let's say, for example, instead of going all the way down to 2,000, we take you down to 2,850. So literally 150 calories, and you start losing fat. Awesome. Like, think about it. You're losing fat eating 850 more calories than you were in the other scenario. And then now when you plateau, we actually have room to work with. So if you plateau at 2,850, okay, cool. Let's go down to 2,700. Continue to lose fat, plateau. Okay, cool. Let's go down to 26 or 25. It's very doable. And by leaving yourself more room, you're going to allow yourself to stay in a fat loss phase for much longer and also not feel like crap. So um, typically, like I said, I recommend starting slow. Um, anywhere between a 5% and a 10% calorie deficit is usually sufficient to start off. Um, so for that 3000 calorie individual, for example, you take that, multiply it by 0.05, you get 150. Now it's guaranteed that 150 is going to have you losing fat. Not necessarily. 
you might go down 150 calories and not see any change whatsoever. It really depends. Um, and I'm going to go into some of the factors right now, like what's going to determine how aggressive you get with the calories. So first of all, like I said, dieting history. If you've never done this before, start slow. Start with that 0.5 or uh, start with that 5% and go from there. And just kind of keep working your way down until you find that sweet spot, but that minimum effective dose of where you start losing weight. Um, so if you've never done, done this before, then start slow and ramp it up from there. Also, if you're trying to maintain as much performance as possible, you also don't want to cut a ton of calories right off the bat because, as we know, calories are energy. And to perform in your training session, you need energy. So if you cut a lot of that out right away, your training is undoubtedly going to suffer. Now, when you go into a deficit, eventually at some point, when you get deeper and deeper into the cut, you're probably going to experience some um, decrease in performance. That's totally normal. It's fine. It's not a bad thing. It's just one of the consequences of losing fat and being in a calorie deficit. But you can actually maintain performance for a lot longer than people think, especially if you take a more conservative approach. Um, so if performance is something that you really care about, then I would definitely recommend starting off slow. Don't get too aggressive. And yeah, start with that 5% deficit. See what happens. Same thing like with uh, if you're really trying to maintain as much muscle as possible, which I think everyone should be. Um, I don't really see a reason not to try to maintain as much muscle as, much muscle as possible. Um, that would also be a reason to go slow. So that way you don't get so aggressive that your body starts to lose muscle. The more conservative you are with the calorie deficit, the higher the odds that you're going to retain more muscle. Now, again, like the training performance, by going into a calorie deficit, eventually that you're going to lose some muscle. But I believe you can retain somewhere between like 95 and 97% of your muscle mass during a deficit if, if you go about this the right way. And for most people, when it comes to retaining muscle, just start off conservative. Start off with that 5% deficit and go from there. If it, work, if it works, if you start seeing fat loss, awesome. If it doesn't, then we just de- increase the deficit. Instead of um, 150 calories below maintenance, let's go 300. Simple as that until we find that tipping point of that minimum effective dose. That's the key here, minimum effective dose. We don't want to jump the gun and drop 1,000 calories like we talked about. Um, we want to drop as few calories as possible while is while excuse me while listen it while cannot talk. Um, we want to drop as few calories as possible while eliciting the result that we want to see. Another thing to consider is biofeedback. So in some cases, like we're going to talk about, a more aggressive approach is warranted. Um, but if your biofeedback is kind of iffy, one, I would be questioning whether or not you should even be going into a cut if your biofeedback isn't on point. And two, if it isn't on point and you're still going into a cut for whatever reason, maybe you have a timeline, maybe you have some sort of event coming up, whatever, whatever the reason may be, if you're going into a cut and your biofeedback is kind of shaky already, the last thing you want to do is cut calories drastically get more aggressive you want to be a little bit more conservative and again find that minimum effective dose so that way you can preserve recovery as much as possible and feel pretty decent throughout your cut you shouldn't feel like crap during your cut if you get deeper and deeper and deeper into it especially if you're like prepping for a show or a photo shoot or something like that then yeah you're probably going to feel like crap for a little bit um towards the end there but 
beginning and like middle stages of your cat, yeah, you'll feel hungry, but you shouldn't feel so low energy that you're just like hating life. So that's another thing to consider when uh, planning your calorie deficit. Another one that's very, very important, like we talked about already a little bit, is dietary history or dieting history. If you're someone who's never done something like this before, then like I said, start conservative. If you've tracked your macros in the past and you've taken yourself through a cut in the past, then awesome. Do what worked for you, do what worked for you in the past. Uh, at least try it. Obviously, your body is going to adapt and, and change over time. But for the most part, success leaves clues. So if you know, okay, my body's a little bit more resilient. I require a bigger calorie deficit. I don't really have the time to be wasting trying to find that minimum minimum effective dose right now. Let me just go back to what was working for me. And that could very well be a valid approach because usually, like I said, success leaves clues. But um, like I said, if you're someone who's never done this before, take a more uh, conservative approach. And then when it comes to dieting history, also, if you're someone who's never tracked calories before, but you're eating super low calorie for an extended period of time, like many yo-yo dieters do, your body might be a little bit more resilient to fat loss because as you, as you take calories lower, your body's used to being down there. It's used to getting efficient with the, with the calories. It's used to getting thrifty with them. It's not going to expend a lot more calories than it needs to. So just going down 150 calories might not do it for you. If you're someone who's been constantly yo-yo dieting, eating super low calorie, even if we built your metabolism back up, some people's metabolisms are just more resilient to fat loss. And again, it's not like this, this end all be all like, oh, my metabolism is broken. No, that's not the case. We just got to work with it. And in that case, if you're one of those people whose metabolism is a bit more resilient, then we just got to get a little bit more aggressive and get a little bit more aggressive. And then also when we get into the periodization side of things, we'll discuss how that's going to look too. Um, but just right off the bat, you're going to want to get a little, a little bit more aggressive. Um, so that way you can elicit some fat loss. Because if, you're, if your body's more resilient and 150 calories, maybe even 300 calories isn't doing it, you might want to just jump, jump right off the bat and go uh, like 500 calories and see what happens. 500 calories is still like, it sounds like a lot, but it, it's not like a huge deficit. Like right now I'm in a 500 calorie deficit and I feel fine. Like I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm functioning human being, feel pretty good. Woke up this morning, no, no like drowsiness or anything like that. So like 500 calories sounds like a lot, but it's not super aggressive. But um, for someone who's more resilient to fat loss, that might be a, a valid option. Just jumping there right off the bat instead of wait, again, just wasting time. Um, sitting at 150 calories for two weeks, oh, nothing's happening. Let me go down to 200, 200 calorie deficit for two weeks. Uh, nothing's happening. Let me go down to 300. And like you waste like six weeks trying to find this tipping point when you already know like, okay, my, my metabolism is probably a little bit resi- resilient because of what I put it through in the past. Let me just get a little bit more aggressive to get that change going right off the bat. And if you're someone who has been, uh, yo-yo dieting in the past and has a history of that i would probably recommend working with a coach uh, just because those cases can get a little bit complex um in terms of the periodization side of things and diet breaks and refeeds we'll talk about later in the in the series uh, but definitely something to consider let's see let's see let's see also genetics um like we're talking about some people's metabolisms are more resilient than others and that might be a function of your dieting history and might just be a function of genetics. It might just be how you're wired. 
it's, again, it's not a bad thing. It's not this like death sentence of, oh, my metabolism's broken. I got screwed over by genetics. I can't lose fat. Like, no, nah, fuck off. Like, you're not, you're not broken. You just got to work with your body, not against it. Just because your friend could go, could go down 150 calories and start dropping body fat like it's nothing doesn't mean that you can too. Everyone's very different. And if your metabolism, if your yeah, if your metabolism is just a little bit more resilient, that's fine. That's okay. We just got to get a little bit more aggressive. And then let's see. The last thing I have on here that I want to talk about in terms of factors that are going to impact how many calories uh, we take out is uh, your timeline. Actually, it's second to last thing. So um, second to last thing is your timeline. So if you have an event coming up in like a few months that you know you need to prep for. Um, whether it's a bodybuilding show, a photo shoot, a vacation, a beach trip. If you have that timeline, then you're probably going to want to get at least a little bit more aggressive because we don't have all the time in the world to play around and find that like quote unquote sweet spot. Because like I said earlier, that can take weeks, sometimes even months, like depending on the person. And sometimes we just don't have that time. So sometimes we might need to get a little bit more aggressive. And again, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with um, getting more aggressive. You just have to understand the consequences that can potentially come along with that, like uh, decreased performance, maybe a little bit more muscle loss. Now, if we do things right, even if you do get aggressive, you're, you'll still maintain plenty of muscle, um, especially if you're resistance training and stuff like that. So that's not something to worry about too much. Um, but still, we've got to be okay with the consequences of going a little bit more aggressive. Like, Let's say you have a timeline. Like, For example, I'm going on a cruise in a month. Um, I've been planning pretty conservative when it comes to fat loss the past couple weeks, talked to my coach and we're going to ramp it up a little bit, going deeper into a deficit, adding a couple days of cardio in throughout the week. Um, is it something that I'm going to do forever? No, but I know that it's just the game plan for the next month. So I can go into the cruise with some sort of abs to be seen. Hopefully that's the goal. Um, but Yeah, so there is some application for getting more aggressive. And one of those applications is if you have a short timeline. Like, I know I'm not going to see drastic progress in a month, but I can speed things up by getting a little bit more aggressive. And and I'm okay with the consequence that's going to come along with that. My performance is probably going to, at the very best, maintain, probably suffer a little bit. Um, My energy might be a little bit iffy since I'm doing – multiple cardio sessions a week, that's totally fine because I have an exit plan and I know, um, I know why I'm doing it and I know why it's working. So if you have a timeline, um, a very, very short timeline, whether it's a month, whether it's two months, I would say even three months kind of classifies in that kind of tight time frame where we don't have a lot of time to play around and find that like sweet spot for you. We might, we might have to get a little bit more aggressive. If you have a, a strict timeline that you're going for, then you're going to want to get more aggressive and maybe start off with a 500 calorie deficit or a a 10 to 15% calorie deficit. Um, just so you can scale that to your own numbers, like a 10 to 15% calorie deficit instead of a five to 10 and then go from there and be a little bit more aggressive with it. On the flip side, if you have all the time in the world, you don't have any events coming up. It's just like, dude, I just want to lose weight and I want to keep it off for life. Then we got time and the picture perfect scenario is starting off with that 5% calorie deficit and maybe even seeing some fat loss. And then we go a little bit more, maybe see some more fat loss and we kind of inch our way slowly uh, that way. So we can have you eating as many calories as possible 
while losing fat. Like that's a pretty nice scenario. Like one of my clients, Danny, um, he's the one that lost 65 pounds. We didn't take him. So he came to me, he had been like kind of restricting calories and I'm pretty sure he was eating pretty low calorie. Um, he came to me and he had lost a little, a little bit of weight already, but he was stuck. He didn't know where to go. Um, so we reversed out him. We, we reverse dieted him back up and then we got his metabolism up to, let's say like 3,400 calories and the dude was maintaining totally fine. And from there, we literally had him lose another like 60 pounds while barely ever having to go below 3,000 calories. I believe the lowest he went was 2,800, which is absolutely absurd. You don't have to go super low calorie to lose fat. Some people do have to go a little bit lower calorie, but some people can actually get away with eating quite a bit of food and still losing fat. We just have to make sure the energy balance equation lines up. So if you have all the time in the world, and you don't have a specific event in mind, or you maybe you do have an event in mind, but you're okay with taking longer. Because honestly, this is like the ideal scenario where we find that sweet spot and have you eating as many calories as possible while losing weight. And the last thing, and probably the most important thing, is adherence. Some people hate going slow. Like if you try to take them down 150 calories and they sit there for two or three weeks and they're not seeing any progress, you're gonna you're gonna hate your life. Like there's some people like that. Like some people as a coach, even though I would love to find that sweet spot, I know some people are just respond better to seeing those quicker initial results because yeah, if we take our time and find that sweet spot of calories, it's going to take longer to see like noticeable results. Whereas if we get a little bit more aggressive with it, you're going to see results right off the bat. We're just going to have to take you in and out of a fat loss phase at, uh, at a faster rate. Like we're not going to be able to keep you in a fat loss phase for as long, but Honestly, a lot of people will do better with an, with a more aggressive approach. Um, again, not crash dieting like super low calorie, but just relatively more aggressive than like 5 to 10% calorie deficit. Like maybe a, a 10 to 20% calorie deficit. I wouldn't go like above 30% with the calorie deficit, most likely uh, in most cases, but like a 10 to 20% calorie deficit. Some people do better with that because yeah, if you get more aggressive, undoubtedly, you're going to see faster results. That's, and it's the reality. It's not wrong. Um, there's just other consequences that come, come along with that. And if you're going to get more aggressive, you've got to have a plan. Whether you're working with a coach or not, you've got to have a game plan. So it's like, okay, I'm going to get a little bit more aggressive now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to shed some fat, but I'm going to make sure that in eight weeks, 12 weeks, I'm getting out of this, I'm reversing out of it, I'm maintaining for a little bit, restoring my metabolism. The problems happen when people get more aggressive and stay aggressive for like months and years on end. That's where issues happen. There's nothing wrong with getting aggressive and having a, a controlled um, reverse diet out of it in a few weeks, a few months. There's nothing wrong with that. That's totally fine. And that's something I think people kind of miss the boat on these days when people are all in like all this like anti-diet movement and like hyping up reverse dieting. And for good reason too, it's very important. A lot of people are crash dieting for years on end and it's crazy and we need to rebuild their metabolism. But that's not to say that getting a little bit more aggressive with your dieting and with your nutrition is a bad thing, especially if you're someone who's like type A driven, motivated, 
like for me, it would just annoy the crap out of me to sit there for four or five weeks trying to figure out how many calories I even need to eat. For me, I, I like it better if I go a little bit more aggressive and I start seeing those results right away. That's just me. Some people are the opposite. Some people want to be eating as many calories as possible. Like for me, I'm fine eating 2,500 calories and calling it a day. Like it's, it's totally fine for me. Um, but some people want to eat more. And no answer is right or wrong. We just, the takeaway is you need to make sure you have a game plan for whatever way you go. And that's my goal with this series. Um, so I know this is a long-winded way of saying in this episode that you need to be in a calorie deficit and the calorie deficit is going to depend. But just as a general rule of thumb, so I know I give a bunch of different scenarios. It might have been a little bit confusing. I'm like, what, what do I do? I don't even know what to do now. There's so many different scenarios. Okay, look, if you're listening to this, you're not working with a coach. One, I would highly suggest it. I do have a couple spots open on my team. So if, you, um, if you're interested, just click the link down below and apply and we'll get on a free call. But if you're not working with a coach, here's what I would do. Start slow. Start slow. Start with that 5 to 10% uh, calorie deficit. So if you're eating 3,000 3, calories at maintenance, cut 150 to 300 calories. See what happens. Wait one to wait. I would say wait two weeks, wait two weeks. If you're not seeing any progress on the scale or any progress in the mirror, then drop calories by a hundred more. Wait another two weeks, not seeing any progress, drop them more. And you're just going to be keep dropping by a hundred every one to two weeks until you find that sweet spot where either one, you start losing, um, you start losing fat or start losing weight on the scale or you start losing fat in the mirror. Hopefully both. Um, and as far as how quickly you'll want to be losing fat or losing weight on the scale, usually about 0.5 to 1% of body weight is a good, um, a good rate for relatively normal weight individuals. Like if you're a little bit overweight, you have some fat to lose, but you're not like obese 0.5 to 1% is usually a good rate of weight loss. If you're way overweight, if you have a lot of weight to lose, so like 50 plus pounds, then I would go with one to 2%, maybe even a little bit more than that is very doable and very, very safe, very healthy. Um, it just depends on where you're at, but for the average individual who's just trying to lose a little bit of fat, get lean for the summer, 0.5 to 1% of your body weight each week should be a, uh, a pretty good rate of weight loss. It's not going to be linear. So you're not going to lose that every single week, week after week, but the overall trend should be that. So, um, hopefully this episode was helpful. Um, I know it's a lot of information. I tried to keep this one relatively short, but I don't think I did a very good job of that. Um, but hopefully it was very helpful for you guys. Uh, if you have any questions about setting up your own calories, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. More than happy to help you out. Um, if you're an athlete, I take you through that exact process in the athlete's guide to nutritional periodization. So definitely check that out. Even if you're not an athlete, it's still very, very helpful. So we'll definitely check that out. Um, and yeah, if you guys have any questions about anything that I covered today, you know where to find me, shoot me a DM on Instagram, shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Um, and then just remember the calories is very, very individual. The biggest thing is just make sure you're in a calorie deficit. If you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to be losing weight. You're going to be losing fat, like hands down. The reason why some people eat super low calorie and they're not losing fat is simply because they're not in a calorie deficit. They've been eating that amount of calories for so long that their metabolism has adapted. 
and technically they're not even in a calorie deficit anymore. So the biggest takeaway is just make sure you're in an actual calorie deficit. Um, and if you can get into a calorie deficit at 150 calorie deficit, cool. If you can get into a calorie deficit and start burning fat at 500 calories in a deficit, cool. Awesome. Just find what works for you. Test, reassess, use that process I just took you through, and you should be all set to go. Next week on the Ultimate Guide to Fat Loss, we'll be discussing macros and how to set that up because calories are the foundation, but macros are very, very important um, to maintaining the optimal body composition and performance in how you feel throughout the cut. So again, hopefully this episode was helpful for you. Um, if you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm more than happy to, uh, to connect and uh, help you out. And thank you so much for listening. As always, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen. And I will talk to you tomorrow.